Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live.
saints. Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryan, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide, Kenton, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King, very present help in times of trouble. Thank God for another day, another opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth. God has been very good to each of us, and it is just right and fitting for the righteous to praise him. It is right and fitting for the righteous to worship him. You were created to worship God. Just like these bodies that we are in, that we are living in, they were created to work. If you're not worshiping God, if you're not working, then you you are acting out of your divine purpose. Those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled Divine Positioning. Divine Positioning. God is dealing with us on how important it is to be where God wants us to be. God is so precise that in Acts chapter 17, The scripture talks about how God has determined the exact places where men should live. God is so precise and so detailed that he has in his mind 
where he wants you and I to live. Now, you know, we can be living in the wrong place and be missing all sorts of blessings from God simply because our address is wrong. Uh, as we hearken to the voice of God, he will move us to the right city, the right state, the right place that he desires for us because that's where his blessings will be for us. We talked yesterday in capital A on the mountain of the Lord. In other words, where God told you to be, that's where your provisions will be. That's where your overflow will be. That's where your abundant life will be, where God told us. And it starts with Christianity. Understand that, that that's the first place God wants you and I, in the family of God. Because until we are in Christianity, we are just, we are outside of the covenant. We are outside of the promises of God. Now, God still be blessing us because in, in little bitty ways, because we still his creation. God still will give us air to breathe and he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. But when you want to really start moving into high powered blessings from God, you got to you got to start focusing in on the mountain of the Lord or being uh, exactly where God wants you to be. We looked at yesterday at Genesis 22 and 13. We're going to look today at Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 9, from the New International Version, our scripture reads, Moses said, when I went up on the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant, that the Lord had made with you. I stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. I ate no bread and drank no water. Once again, Deuteronomy chapter 9 and 9, Moses said, when I went up on the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord had made with you, I stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. I ate no bread and drank no water. Capital A, once again in our outline, on the mountain of the Lord, on the mountain of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you today, Father. We appreciate you so much for being so good to us. We don't have adequate words to describe how great you are, and how merciful and how kind. We thank you, Father, for provisions, protection, uh, so many great things that you do for us on a regular basis, Father. And if we're not careful, we can uh, take them for granted. But, Father, we know that you do great and awesome things to us, through us, and for us. I pray today, Father, that you will use this earthly vessel as a carpenter uses a hammer, as a plumber uses a, a pipe, as a, a, a mechanic uses a, a uh, lift to do your good, pleasing, and perfect will. May you use this earthly body in any, this tongue, this mouth, in any capacity that you choose to fix your people. Just as a carpenter uses a hammer to fix the problems with the house or a plumber uses the pipe to fix the problems with the plumbing or, or a mechanic uses a, a lift to fix the problems with the car. Use me today, Father, to to that your power, your spirit, your might may fix, may heal, may deliver, may open blind eyes, may unstop deaf ears, may uh, share a revelation with your people that will edify and encourage them. Father, let your name be glorified. 
just as the hammer can take no glory for itself, the pipe can take no glory for itself, the jack or the lift can take no glory for itself. Father, no glory will be taken from us. All glory goes to you. All honor and all praise. May your name be glorified in our midst today, Father. Forgive us of our sins, our transgressions, our iniquities. And again, Father, we ask for you uh, to speak for your people. I want to hear from you today. May no words of flesh leave this mortal body, but only words from your storehouse of wisdom, Father. The, the, The wisdom of God, the secret things of God that has been hidden from the wise and learned, but you have revealed it to us, your little children. Speak, Father, for your people are listening. These and all other blessings we ask and count done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let God's people say amen. Amen. Capital A in our outline, we sit on the mountain of the Lord, children of God, on the mountain of the Lord. Now, we looked yesterday at Mount Moriah. Today, we're looking at Mount Sinai. Understand that these are two different mountains. But you say, Apostle, you're still talking about the mountain of the Lord. Yeah, because God can change mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, understand some of us make the mistake, and this was what the problem with some of the religious leaders in Jesus' day. During Jesus' day, Jesus was effectively born under the law. He lived under the law. He died under the law. He rose again from the dead under the law. He ascended back to heaven under the law. But once he ascended back to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit in. He sent the Holy Spirit to fill his people. And for those who were ready for the transition, thank you, Holy Spirit. God is talking to somebody under the sound of my voice. You need to be ready for the transition because our God is a God of transition. Sometimes we get locked into a certain way or a certain uh, 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 customs or a certain procedure or a certain pattern and then when God come in and want to offer up or or take us into a new covenant a new way of doing things we resist it we kick against it that's what many of the religious leaders did during Jesus's day Jesus was trying to usher them into the new covenant trying to take them from the old covenant and usher them into the new covenant and many of the Jews fought against that you say apostle what do you want us to understand this is why you need relationship with god and not just religion relationship with god will keep you on the on the cutting edge it will keep you on the cusp it will keep you on the precipice of when god is about to do a new thing see when you when you got relationship with god just like we thank you holy spirit god is flashing in my spirit right now Abraham from yesterday. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I give you praise today. I give you glory. Abraham, God said, Robert, Abraham had relationship with me so that when I told Abraham to go in the first place and sacrifice his son on one of the mountains that I would show him because of his relationship and sensitivity to my voice and sensitivity to my good, pleasing and perfect will, he went. But because he also had relationship right before he was about to slay the boy, I was able to speak to him again. And he was able to stop what he was doing. Even though I had told him to do it in the first place, he was able to hear me not only when I told him to do it, he was able to hear me when I told him to stop. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you, you, you got to, you've got to learn how to hear God when he tells you to stop. When you got to be able to hear God when he tells you to do something different. You got to be able to hear God when he gives a new set of instructions. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
God may have told you that on Monday, but what is God saying on Tuesday? Janet Jackson sung a song years ago. What have you done for me lately? You need to understand we want to be in place for the latest instructions of God. We want to be in place when the mountain goes from Mount when the mountain goes from Mount Moriah to Mount Sinai. Moses is now on Mount Sinai. That's where God is is dealing with his people. That's where God is talking with his prophets. Mountain of the Lord was was was. There are some things with God that was. There are some things with God that was true. Some things that God said that was true, but it's not true anymore. Some things that God said that was the way to do it, but God is saying. See, that's why some of you out there talking about give me that old time religion and, and all that kind of stuff. Look, I don't need to know so much what God was doing for grandma and grandpa back in 1935 or 1936. I need to know what is God saying for me in 2016. Then divine positioning. You think about it, children of God. Grandma and grandpa didn't have some stuff that we got to deal with today. Grandma and grandpa didn't have no internet. Grandma and grandpa didn't have no cell phones. And for many of us as African Americans, grandma and grandpa didn't have no integration. So understand that God has ushered us into a whole new whole new uh, uh whole new stuff and anytime god ushers you and i into whole new stuff god got to get some whole new instructions god has got to give some whole new instructions here is where we are in deuteronomy chapter 9 you know god is giving some new instructions about stuff about things. Look at verse 7. Moses said, remember this and never forget how you provoked the Lord, your God, to anger in the desert. Now, Moses said, don't forget that now. And God is saying that same thing to us today. Don't forget how you provoked me to anger. Because every one of us, I know we're saved, I know we're sanctified, I know we Holy Ghost filled, I know we're the bishop such and such, an apostle such and such, pastor such and such, deacon such and such. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. But we have done some stuff to provoke God to anger. Because though we are striving for perfection, we have not obtained it yet. Though we are aiming for perfection, we, we have not hit the mark yet in everything so what that means is that we have done some stuff that has upset god and you need to remember that i need to remember that because every time we upset god in something there's a response from god that we're not gonna like god in essence said, look robert when you do stuff that i don't like i'm gonna do some stuff that you're not gonna like now let's let's see who's who's disliked uh, 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 let's see whose will break first. Well, my, my prayer is that it will be ours, children of God. Because, that, you know, a lot of time we sing the song, can't nobody bless us like the Lord, and can't nobody heal us like the Lord, which is true, don't get me wrong, and can't nobody do us. But then can't nobody beat you like the Lord either. Can't nobody take from you like the Lord. The devil can't even take from you like the Lord. Bible talks about how Satan come but for to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he come for. God said, when I come to do them things, Satan may come for them, but then I may stop them, saith the Lord. But God said, when I come to do them things, can't nobody stop me but me. God can't steal, but he can take. 
God can, God can kill and God can destroy. God can't steal. God said, I can't steal anything, Robert, because everything is mine. The earth is mine and everything in it. The world and those who live in it. God said, I'm the one that founded it upon the seas. I'm the one that established it upon the waters. God said, everything is mine. Everything is mine, even the devil. And I know in the scripture it said the devil and his angels, but they, 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 they still mine. Because everything that exists, saith the Lord, it belongs to me. God said, remember how you provoked me now. Remember how you was doing that thing that I didn't like and I had to do some things that you didn't like. Keep, keep that in mind now, remember. God says, from the day, Moses, look, from the day you left Egypt until you arrived here, you have been rebellious against the Lord. My prayer for us is that at some point, you know, the rebellion will stop. Because all rebellion does to God is it just brings more butt weapons, more butt weapons, more curses, more poverty, more affliction, more disease, more, more uh, pestilence. That's the, my prayer is that the rebellion stops. If you want to know what the problem is in your life, child of God, I'm going to tell it to you right now, just because it's the same problem. I rebellion. The rebellion in our life. It's not the righteousness in our life. God said, Robert, it's not the things you're doing that I want you to do or that I have told you to do. But, Robert, it's that craziness that I have told you not to do. It's them things that I have told you to refrain from. It's them, those things that I've told you to stop doing. Those are the things that I have a problem with. Rebellion against the Lord. Rebellion against the Lord will cause you to miss out will cause you to lose out, will cause God to have to hold out, all kinds of rebellion against the Lord. Moses said at Horeb, you aroused the Lord's wrath that he was angry enough to destroy you. Moses said, look, y'all don't even know. Some of y'all don't even know what God was getting ready to do to you. See, and that's what some of us don't know. You know, we going about our little our little business and we going about our little merry way. Some of us don't even know that God was getting ready to destroy us. Some of us don't even know that God was getting but the people didn't have no idea that at, at Mount Horeb that God was getting ready to destroy all the Israelites. They complaining against Moses and, and all upset with Moses. Don't even have no idea that it was Moses' prayer and Moses' going before God that kept them alive. People didn't even know. Moses had to tell him, at Horab, you aroused the Lord's wrath so that he was angry enough to destroy you. Yeah, yeah, I remember that account. It'd be around Exodus 32 and 9. God told Moses, leave me alone so that I may destroy all these Israelites at once. Then I'll make you into a great nation, greater and stronger than them. God was like, just leave me alone. I don't hear nothing else about these Israelites. Let's get out of the way. Let move and slide. Let me destroy them all at once. Moses said, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Most of us, God says, Robert, most of you all, if you were able to see into the supernatural realm and see uh, what I had planned to do to some of you all because of your rebellion and come because, of, because of your sin, most of you all would be much like Balaam. You remember Balaam was on his way to meet Balak, the king of Moabites, in Numbers. And uh, Donkey saw an angel with a drawn sword. Donkey trying not to go. Balaam beating the donkey. Donkey 
Angel get on another side. Donkey try to go somewhere else. Balaam beating the donkey. Finally, God opened the donkey's mouth. Donkey was like, what have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? And Balaam start arguing with donkey and different things. But the Bible says, then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes. And he was able to see what God was getting ready to do to him. See, some of you all understand my voice. You ain't seen what God getting ready to do. That's why you need a prophet. That's why, that's why God sent you a prophet. Because what prophet do in your life is tell you what God getting ready to do. I don't know how many friends and family members I have had to go to and tell them so God, what God getting ready to do. If you don't do this or you don't do that. Some of them have taken the warning, made the necessary changes. Some of them have not. And the very thing that God said he was going to do, the very blasting that God said he was going to do, he did it. And I stand back and watch. Some folk God has killed. Some folk I've seen God allowed to be to be crippled. Some folk I've seen God allowed to lose jobs. Some folk I've seen, I'm seeing, I'm looking right at it. God done told you now. Moses knew what God, see, Moses was a prophet. Moses knew what God was planning to do to the Israelites. They had no idea. They were down in the camp having orgies, getting drunk, living in debauchery. When Moses got back down to the camp, Joshua was talking about it's the sound of war. Moses was like, that's not the sound of war. That's the sound of, that's the sound of uh, uh, singing, dancing. That's party sound. Moses said, look, I've been around this thing long enough to know the difference between the sound of war and the sound of a party. They is partying. God was angry enough to destroy you. You didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. Moses said, when I went up on the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord had made with you, I stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Watch this. I ate no bread. And drank no water. Now, what are we talking about here? On the mountain of the Lord. Moses was in the presence of God. Right very close to where God was doing his thing. And for 40 days and 40 nights, Moses ate no bread and drank no water. Now, normally, humans, we got to have water in a certain amount of days or we go away from here. You know. Normally, there's all kinds of health problems and different things that go on. We don't get we don't get enough. We don't get food and water in a, in a certain amount of time. These bodies were created by God for the most part to take food and water. But what God wanted to show Moses and he's showing us something here today. And I thank God for this revelation today that when you are in God's presence and when you are close to God and you are in the center of God's will, God can fix it up so that the normal needs of the body, the normal needs of human beings don't have to apply to you. God can fix. There are some people that God has fixed up so well that, and be so close to God and in such covenant and close relationship with God, they don't even have to eat and they'd be all right. There'd be individuals be so close to God and so in the covenant presence of God, they don't even have to have sex. In marriage, you know, Bible said, I make sure you do that with mutual consent. There are some individuals be so close and, and, and in so covenant with God that God will fix it up where certain needs don't even have to be. Don't even have uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego were in such close covenant relationship with God that, that normally fire that burn people up and burn them to ashes, especially that 
that uh, heater that, that Nebuchadnezzar had, God fixed it up so that the fire don't even burn you. So that you say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That when you when you get close enough and covenant enough and tight enough with God, stuff that be applying to other folk don't just don't apply to you. Chains normally don't just fall off your hands and your feet. But because Paul and Silas were in such close and covenant relationship with God and singing praises and worshiping and lifting up God, the chains that fell off their hands and feet. Cell doors went to opening and all kind of things start happening when you are in close and covenant of nation, covenant enough relationship with God. I want to encourage you, get as close to God. Listen, get as close to God as you possibly can. Getting closer to God is the best thing you will ever do. Yeah, I know some of you want to make more money on your job. Some of you want to go on a trip to Jamaica. Some of you want to get that promotion. But listen, listen, all this little stuff, all these little trinkets that the adversary be be distracting us with most important thing in this life is get to as close to god as you possibly can that's where your real blessings are not just in this life but in the life to come moses said 40 days and 40 nights and what normally be affecting people won't affect in me Get close and close and covenant enough relationship with God. Poisonous animals can bite you like they did, like they did the Apostle Paul. Poisonous snake bite him on his hand. He just shook it off. Didn't even swell up. Didn't even, didn't even, didn't even die. Close and covenant enough relationship with God will have you operating under a whole different set of rules. Folk will be asking you, how in the world you do this? I, I had one one sister contact me. Uh, I think she was at one of the churches in Nigeria or something. And, and had been seeing some of the places where God had been sending us for missionary works and different things, and wanted to know how in the world do you be going all them places? I said, God, God, opening doors, God, touching hearts, God, God, making a way when there seems to be no way. Our our blessings are right on the mountain of the Lord. Again, we're talking about being where God want you to be. Moses was where God wanted him to be them 40 days and 40 nights. And God and Moses said, look, God fixed this thing up so I didn't even need to eat. Want nobody up there cooking? Want no McDonald's up there? Want no uh, Joe's Crab Shack? Moses said, look, God fixed this thing up I, for 40 days and 40 nights. I didn't even need to drink. Eat and I didn't even need to drink. On the mountain of the Lord. It's just a different, it's just a different set of rules. When you are in close and covenant relationship with God, I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice, get as close to God as you possibly can. You will never go wrong getting close to God. Now, we might get, go wrong trying, you know, because we make mistakes. And we, but God, the Bible says the Lord knows those who are his. God knows those who are sincerely trying to get close to him. God knows those who are sincerely trying to hear him. God knows those who are sincerely trying to build his kingdom up as much as they possibly can. And God will do some miraculous things in your life, in your ministry, in your marriage, in your finances, in your physical health. You know, God on the mountain, on the mountain. Uh, the Lord say, you mess around, get close enough to God and them pounds that you just couldn't shed off your body. God will fix it up so you don't even be having a whole lot of appetite to eat and you'll be burning the fat, burning that extra fat that's on you. Come, your size will come right on down to a to a good size. 
No water. But the Bible says the Lord gave me two stone tablets inscribed by the finger of God. Watch this. The Lord gave me two stone tablets. The Lord gave Where is all this going on? On the mountain of the Lord. You say, Apostle, what you what you're saying? Now what you're saying in the scripture? That on the mountain of the Lord, God gave Moses the word from God that he needed and the word that the people needed. What does that mean to us? That means that when we are close to God like we're supposed to and that we are where God wants us to be, God will give us a word. Not only will he sustain us, Moses said 40 days and 40 nights, I didn't even need any food or water. But God will give us a word, not only for us, but he'll give us a word for his people. Look at what Moses said. The Lord gave me, where? On the mountain of the Lord. The Lord gave me two stone tablets inscribed by the finger of God. On them were all the commandments the Lord proclaimed to you on the mountain out of the fire. On the day of the assembly. God gave Moses words from God, not only for Moses' life, God gave Moses words from God for the people's life. You say, Apostle, why are you on this? Why you got to be broadcasting like this right here every day? Because not only is God giving me words from him for my life, God is giving me words from him for your life. You know it. That's why you keep tuning in and keep listening. And I praise, praise God for you. The Bible says at the end of the 40 days, 40 nights, the Lord gave me the two stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant. Then the Lord told me, go down from here at once because your people whom you have brought out of Egypt have become corrupt. See, God sent his people in to try to un help uncorrupt your corruption. God sent his word to try to us. As his prophets, as his apostles, as his evangelists, his pastors and teachers, to help uncorrupt the corruptness that's in us, first and foremost. Let's let's go on and be honest, uh, uh, fivefold ministry holders in the body. There's corruption in us, and if you don't know the corruption in you, then something is very very wrong. Either you're not listening to God, or you don't know Him at all. The first order of business for God, when it comes down to His leadership is to help uncorrupt the corruptness that is in us. Husband man must be the first partaker of the fruit. First person God is giving you his word for is you, is me. Pastors, bishops, elders, overseers, mothers, deacons, saints, and friends. The first, God's first order of business with his word is for us. Then go down from here. Go down from here. Because your people whom you brought out of Egypt have become corrupt. Then God will give a word for a corrupt generation. But the first thing God wants is for that word to, to clean you and I up individually. That's the first, that's the first thing to be on God's mind. For us to take that word and clean ourselves up with it. Then start cleaning up using that word to clean up corrupt generation. God says they have turned away quickly from what I have commanded them and have made a cast idol for themselves. Well, what was the problem with the people years ago? Same problem with people today. 
quickly they had turned away from God and they had gotten themselves distracted. They had gone from the true and living God to a golden calf and did it fast. Now, how in the world you go from the true and living God who has performed all kind of miraculous wonders, miraculous signs in your midst now to a golden calf that you haven't seen do anything that can't do anything. But that's just how the adversary will work in your life if you're not careful. How do people go from from the true and living God to, to now thinking that education will solve all their problems? How do people go from the true and living God to think that, that, that voting for a presidential candidate will solve all their problems? How do people go from the true and living God to thinking that a political party will solve? How do people go? From, how do people go? That's just how the adversary trick people. You say, Apostle, what you're saying now sound like you're saying something. It's not, we, don't need Don, we don't need Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. That's not what America needs. Or Barack Obama, for that matter. What America needs is Jesus. What America needs is to turn back to the true and living God. But listen, Barack Obama, what we have found out, we thank God for him, but he's not the Savior. Donald Trump is not the Savior. Hillary Clinton is not the Savior. Jesus Christ is the Savior. What America needs is not some uh, another political affiliation or trying to trying to, you know, get Washington to the, uh-uh. What America needs is a, is a massive movement back toward the Lord. Because it is only righteousness that exalts a nation. Hillary Clinton can't exalt a nation. Donald Trump can't exalt a nation. Barack Obama couldn't exalt a nation. We still trillions and trillions. After eight years of President Obama, don't get me wrong, I love him. I love him. He, I felt like, you know, he was a great encouragement to many of us as African Americans because I know I never thought we'd see no black president. Not in this country, not with the racism and craziness we got going here. But what it did show, one of the things it did show is that, and, and this is something that many of us as, as blacks have to understand, is that all whites are not racist. Or Barack Obama would not have never been president. And what many of our white brothers and sisters need to, to need to understand is that all blacks are not racist. Sure, we got some racist white brothers and sisters. Sure, white brothers and sisters, we got some racist black brothers and sisters. Sure, sure, we got some racists in in in, in every race. You got some of everything. Let's let's go on there. Let's go on there. I, I wish the saints were here taking notes. That's that's a revelation. In every race, you got some of everything. We got some white liars. We got some black liars. We got some brown liars. We got some yellow liars. We got some white righteous men and women. We got some black righteous men and women. We got some brown righteous men and women. We got some yellow righteous men and women. In every race, you got some of everything. You got some white brothers and sisters that love God. I'm not talking about playing around. I'm talking about love God with all their heart, soul, strength, and mind. And we got some black brothers and sisters that love God. I'm talking about love God. I'm not talking about playing around. I'm talking about love God with all their heart, soul, strength, and mind. And we got some brown brothers, some yellow brothers that I'm not talking about playing around. I'm talking about love God with all their heart, soul, strength, and mind. In every race, we got some of everything. That's why the Bible talks about in heaven there'll be every nation, every kindred, every tongue. John talking about I saw a multitude. That's a whole lot of folk from every nation, every kindred, every town. If you think heaven is going to be like some of our crazy churches on Sunday morning, you got the wrong thing coming. And what I mean by some of our crazy churches, black churches, black, white churches, white, 
brown churches, brown, yellow, and same, same, same. Here we are supposed to be, here we are supposed to be children of God. If there ever ought to be an integrated place, it ought to be the household of faith. But here we are, claiming we know God, claiming we, and, and, and some of our houses of worship are some of the most segregated places that you'll ever find. It's time for judgment to begin with the household of faith. It's time, it's time, it's time for us in the body of Christ to get ourselves back to the word of God. How do we expect to influence the world with the word of God when we as the children of God don't even want to go by the word of God? And we want to tell the world what exactly? They have turned away quickly, quickly. God said, "This one, this wasn't something that took time here. This, I mean, that God was almost like amazed at how fast they had turned." The Apostle Paul talked about that, and I think to the Galatian church. I think it was the Galatian church. I have to, I may have to go back and check that. How Paul said, I'm, "I'm amazed that you are so quickly turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all." I believe it was Galatians or Ephesians, one of the one of the epistles. Paul was like, I'm amazed. How you just turning? You just turning away from the true gospel, and you just turning to some craziness, to another gospel which is no gospel at all. Paul, in essence, saying it's craziness. When you turn away from from what is sound and what is right and what is what what God is pleased with, the only other option is craziness. What it's called is craziness. I don't care how it's dressed up, how you might put a ribbon on it, you might squirt some perfume on. When you turn away from what God has said and what God wants and what God has instructed, the only other option is called craziness. It's God's way, it's God's will, it's God's purpose, God's plan, or it's craziness. That's how God sees things. And that's how God wants you and I to see things. On the mountain of the Lord, children of God, now you say, Apostle, what does that mean? Now, what is that? That means be where God has told you to be. And if you don't know, ask somebody. Ask God. Bible says if you lack wisdom, ask God. If you don't know, Apostle, I don't know where I should go to church. Apostle, I don't know how much I should give. Apostle, I don't know. Well, see, that's why God gave you the Holy Spirit. That's why God give us the Holy Spirit so we, so we can ask, oh, Apostle, I don't know if I should wear, I'm a woman, I don't know if I should wear pants to church. Ask the Holy Spirit. Apostle, I'm a woman, I don't know if I should wear makeup. I don't know if I should. Ask the Holy Spirit. God, why, why, why have the Holy Spirit if you're not going to ask him? You know, there's been times, you know, here at the Christian Center, we, we kind of we stumbling our way on into the technological age. You know, we were trying to get a, new TV that was purchased. We were trying to get it uh, programmed to the remote from the, the satellite company. And, you know, we're trying to figure out, you know, directions and all kinds. Man, couldn't get it straightened out. We're asking people to try to help us. People couldn't get it. We're calling all across the country trying to get people. One of the things come up with the idea, just go online and ask the, the Internet how to pair this remote with this particular TV took us all of about uh, 30 seconds. What we have been stumbling around trying to figure out, going, going right on to, 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 the, to what we have at hand, and we got our answer. You say, Apostle, what's that mean? 
Understand, child of God, that what you have at hand, which is the spirit of God, we can get a whole lot of answers from the Internet. We can get all the answers from God. We can get a whole lot of good stuff, a whole lot of find out whole, how to do a whole lot of stuff on the Internet. We can find out how to do everything we need to do from God. On the mountain of the Lord, being where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do, saying what God wants you to say will run you into blessings and, and good things and abundance and provisions and protection and that, that you cannot imagine or fathom. I encourage you under the sound of my voice, let's get to the mountain of the Lord, get where God wants you, and stay there. And stay there. And you will be blessed. The Lord continue to bless each of you, children of God. Uh, those of you that want to contribute to this ministry, you can go to PayPal, type in Apostle Bryant 2000 at yahoo.com, and uh, your gift will be appreciated. We trust God will continue to bless you in Jesus' name. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.